Thank you, Peter. That's got everyone terrified this morning that the Lord may call you. And he is calling us all, isn't he? That is part of what we're looking at today. Isn't that great to hear those stories of how God speaks through his word? And um, this morning, it's a real privilege. My name's Mark. I'm one of the ministers here, if you've not met me before. Um, It's a real privilege to be able to share in this passage from Luke 10. I'm just going to have a bit of water because I forgot to have some. That's lovely. Good stuff. So we're in this series of Jesus-flavoured culture. We haven't done it for a couple of weeks, so you might have missed it a little bit. But I just want to do a bit of a recap on what we're doing. We've had Harvest, and we had Barbara, who was here, a friend of ours, speaking. And I was over at Hemiot Blessings, and peace from them as well. The guys at Hemiot Baptist, where I was last week, just to say they're praying for you. And I shared some of our prayer needs and um, I put a little bit in refresh of things we can be praying for them as well. So again, part of God's family, isn't it, as we do this together. But um, I just want to remind us of why we're doing this series on Jesus-flavoured culture. Um, Just bringing up our vision statement there as a church. And we've done two weeks on this already. The first week, we focused on being a welcoming church, a welcoming people, and there it is, to be a welcoming community. And Matt helped us by looking at the picture and the story of Jesus meeting that woman, and the woman who poured out everything, this expensive perfume, poured out everything, wiped her tears, wiped his feet. And we've had that challenge of welcome too, haven't we? Uh, to be even more welcoming. And so God, I think, is nudging us more and more in this area of how can we be a welcoming community of God's people here. And then we've looked at worship. Nick did that with us. And we looked at the story there of Jesus meeting the woman at the well in Samaria. And it was this call of worshipping the Lord in spirit and truth, this life of authentic worship, a life poured out for Jesus one of joy and sacrifice when we worship Jesus, whether we do that on our own or the joy like this morning of coming together and worshipping Jesus in spirit and in truth. And so that's where we've been on our little journey, welcoming community of worshippers. Those are the two we've done already. And you can see where the next one's going, can't you? Where everyone plays their part. And so We're looking at participation, joining in, this idea of joining in with what God is doing with his people. And so I'm going to just look through this passage a little bit, thinking what is Jesus modelling to us here? What is the culture that Jesus is starting off as he sends these 72? What is that culture that maybe we can learn about this morning? What can we apply to ourselves, to us in this church community here? So I'm going to pray and then we're going to dig in to this together. Lord God, we thank you for your invitation that you have welcomed us. And so Lord, we worship you today. And Lord, I thank you for your invitation to to join in with the work that you've called us to do. May we all know, Lord, how we can play our part in building your kingdom. So Lord, speak to us this morning. Encourage us, challenge us. Stir us. Speak directly as you did to Peter, I pray. Would you have words for us today, Lord? Would you speak to us by your Spirit? Amen. Amen. 
So, firstly, I just want us to have a look at what does participation look like with Jesus? And you might want to have your Bible open or have it on your phone as well, just to see where I'm going with this. Um, This story is the only one that's recorded in the Gospels. Luke's the only one to clock this story. Uh, But the 12 disciples have been called already. They've been sent out before. It happened in Luke 9, actually, in verses 1 to 6. And the instructions that we get here in chapter 10 really echo the same for the 12 and the 72. They're told, do not take a purse or bag or sandals, do not greet anyone on the road. It's the same words, that dependency. There's a sense of urgency, trusting in God for all that they need on this journey. There's a sense that he'll provide all their needs and they're to discern when to stop and when to move on. Um, And it starts by saying this. After this, the Lord appointed 72, 72 others, and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So participation with Jesus looks like being called, being appointed. He's called 72 others. These others aren't the 12 disciples. They're extra people. Uh, They're in addition. They're part of this wider team. Um, Some manuscripts also say 70. You'll see that in your little footnotes. There's a bit of discretion about, discrepancy about whether it's 72 or whether it's 70. But for us, it's interesting because actually as a reader in those times, Luke would have been, been, ah, 70 or 72. It had been resonating with them. They would have remembered the story of Genesis 10 where Noah is starting again after the flood and he's building a nation again through his family. And how many were there? There were 70 nations. That's what they thought at the time. There were 70 nations of the world. So there's this sense of, oh, it's not just going out to a few people now. There's the message, the good news of Jesus is going out to the world, to the 70 nations. The other point that you might remember in the Old Testament, and certainly the readers uh, of Luke's Gospel would have got this as well, is Numbers 11. You know this story where Moses is struggling, the people are moaning, and, and, and God says to him, share the load, share the load. And how many people does he share it with? He shares it with another 70 people. He calls these elders, and his spirit is poured out on 70 Interestingly, there's two others that are away at the time and already their spirit of God is on them and they prophesy. So it could be 72 as well. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? So this idea of the spirit of God that was on Moses is now shared onto the 72. And I think Jesus is also going, hey, come on. I want to share, share the load. I want to share my spirit with more people. And so he calls these 72 and he calls them and appoints them to share the good news sending them to the nation, to the world, telling them that the kingdom of God is near. It isn't now just for a chosen few. There's a sense that they're called to go ahead of Jesus and take it to the world, to the nations, just as we are today. The other bit that's in this verse is the 72. We don't know who they are. We don't know their names. We don't know anything about them. I quite like that. I quite like the mystery of that, that it's not recorded. Um, nothing's told about them later on either. I just love this idea of an unknown people going out, being called by Jesus personally. Go. Go and tell them. 
And I, my imagination gets a bit excited and I can picture all different people being sent out. Maybe you can too. People that were chosen. A real mixed bag. We know that the 12 were a mixed bag, an unruly bunch. Well, what about these 70 or 72? They're probably men, women, young and old. Those that are brave. Those that are quite shy. Those that are really sure in their faith. Those that are just starting out watching Jesus. Those that are rich. Those that are poor. Those that have heard about Jesus and have been watching him and following him are now directly involved in this ministry. They're going from being the ones watching Jesus doing miracles and healing and teaching to the ones going and telling and healing in the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? And that's who we are as well. We're called to be those people that go from just hearing about Jesus to telling others, to joining in with what God's doing and telling and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is here. And I love the fact that they come back so happy and rejoicing. Um, We don't know their names, but we know they've been appointed. And we've been given the Holy Spirit too as followers. We've had the Spirit poured out on us. We are known by by God. Their names aren't recorded, but our names are recorded in the Book of Life. Isn't this amazing? It says in verse 20 of Luke 10, however, do not rejoice, this is as they come back, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And we can do the same today as part of the more than 70 here, more than 7 billion people in the world, however many are. We're part of this nation, this move of God, which is amazing, isn't it? And we can rejoice today that our names are written in heaven just as they did. And so, what else does participation with Jesus look like? It looks like going to the world, going out, but it also is this word, go. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. The appointed are sent. They're sent to go. They had to join in with what God and Jesus had asked them to do. They had to leave where they were, and they had to go as Jesus told them. They were obedient. They participated. Jesus reminds us with his last words of the Great Commissions, go and make disciples of all nations. There it is again. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus has called the 70. He's also called you and me. If we're trusting in Jesus, if we're followers, if we're disciples, If we've been appointed, which we have, we are to go. We are to tell others the good news about Jesus. So that's what Jesus is doing. He's calling others to tell this message of great news and of good news about his kingdom. And so I want us just to think about what are we participating in? Well, I've mentioned it already. We're participating in telling the good news. And what is this good news? These are great words. The kingdom of God has come near to you. And you, and you, and you, and you. We could do that again, couldn't we? The kingdom of God has come near to you. What an amazing message as we go out into our weeks today, as we leave this space. We can meet people and go, did you know that Jesus is near you? God is with you. God is for you. He has come near to you and to me. Isn't that amazing? lost my place. I got excited. 
the 72 have been sent ahead of Jesus. They're preparing the way. I hadn't spotted that before, that they were sent out ahead of Jesus. Isn't that interesting that we are the ones called to go ahead of Jesus in this ministry of working for the kingdom? We're called to go ahead just as they were, going into the neighbourhoods and proclaiming, hey, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And he would have literally come into their villages, their towns, their homes and met with them. But these 72 had gone on ahead to say, Jesus is coming. God has sent his son to us. God has already come. We know that he's sent his son Jesus to be near. He's come to earth. He's lived amongst us. He's died for us. He's risen again. He is with us now. And he's coming again. This is the good news message. This is the message of the kingdom of God is near. Hear it again. Jesus is alive. Death is defeated. The power of sin is broken. He is risen. We have been forgiven. We are called children of God. He's with us now with his Holy Spirit and we will be with him eternally. The kingdom of God is near. Isn't that amazing? That he has come near to us. He has done it all. That is the message that we hold as followers of Jesus. We take this good news with us. We carry it wherever we go. And we tell people the kingdom of God is near. And also, this kingdom of God looks like this. You'll notice some other bits, and I could talk loads on all of these, and I'm just going to whiz through them. What else do they do as well as saying the kingdom of God is near? When they enter a house, they say, peace to this house. Catherine picked up on it in her prayers. Thank you for that, Catherine. That idea that we carry the peace of the Lord with us, and we offer peace to those who need it. We say, peace be with you. I don't know if you've often uh, had conversations where you just sense the Lord has gone ahead of you and is already at work in people's life. Sometimes we call those people people of peace, where God's spirit is already at work in them. And then we have a conversation. It's like, ah, thank you, Lord. You've gone ahead of me. You've prepared the grounds. Your spirit's at work already. And I believe as God's people, we're called to look out for those people of peace. Who are those people in my life, in your life, that God's already at work in? And I just happen to come along at the right time and go, hey, peace be with you. The kingdom of God is near. Let me tell you about Jesus, the one I love and trust and follow. So God is at work and we can offer peace as we see what his spirit is doing and join in with it. The other thing that the good news looks like, it looks like healing the sick. Jesus tells them, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near to you. Now, I always want to pray for people. I always want to have faith to heal the sick. It's a mystery of why some are healed and some are not. But we're called to pray for healing. We're called to go, Lord, have your way. Jesus, would you heal? Lord, would you be at work? And so, as God's people, I think it's a privilege that we can pray. We can say, Lord, would you heal? Lord, would you have your way? Lord, would you save? Would you release? Would you do a miracle that I don't understand? But I'm going to trust you and I'm going to pray for healing. And so we can be brave as God's people and say, Lord, participate through me by enabling me to go, Lord, would you heal? Would you touch that person's life? Would you transform them by the power of your spirit, I pray? And what else does the good news look like? It looks like praying. 
Sometimes we think, oh, I can't do very much. But we all are called to pray. We're called to pray because Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We can pray. We can pray for those that we know are on the front line. We can pray for those workers that we know. We can support them. And sometimes, have you ever found when you pray for people, Lord, I really need, there's a real need for that area. Lord, we need more people to work with our children and young people. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when you spot that need, we're often the answer to that prayer as well? That we can be the answer to that harvest that we spot around us. Lord, would you do something on our streets for those that are in need? Our Lord, (laughs) send me too as well if I'm the answer to that prayer. Dangerous prayer to prayer. Send more workers. Lord, send me if if needed to. But we're called to pray, to seek. So participating in this good news of the kingdom of God is about telling the good news, offering peace, praying for healing, and praying for the workers. So I just want us to think about why should we participate? Why join in with this message of good news? Why do the things that Jesus did? Well, because we're called. I've already mentioned it. We're called in verse 1. It says that we've been appointed. The 72 were appointed. They were called to go. There's a sense of obedience for each of us that we're called to participate, to join in. There's also a need. mentioned it already. Verse 2, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Lord, show me. Show me what I can do. Show me the harvest. Show me where the need is that I may join in. This one I think is really important. Why we should participate is because there's a sense of belonging. We can come along to a big church sometimes and we can just get a bit lost and think, oh, someone else is doing it. Or we can miss people that don't feel connected. But I feel when we join in with things, we belong. We feel like, ah, I have my place. I feel like I can contribute. I feel there's a team around me. I feel I can share my life with them. I can get to know them when I serve a coffee or welcome someone or say hello or listen. Thank you, Lord, that we can belong. As Matt says, we can join in. We need each other, don't we, to play games, to hang out, to have fun, to do walks. We're called to be together. We're called to be a community of God's people. That's also in our vision statement. And I'm sorry to say that sometimes people feel don't feel like they belong. And as a church, we can sometimes miss people. And I'm sorry for where I've missed people. But we're called to be the body of Christ, joined together. We need each other. I could break out into song now and sing, We're all in this together. It's that moment, isn't it, where we do need each other. And we need, we are the body. I can't do the things that you do. We need each other in this body. We belong together. And I could tell you stories of how God has kept me rooted to him through the help of my friends. My friends along the way. Those that I've worshipped with. Those that I've uh, done youth work with. Those that I've got things wrong with. Those that I've done events that have been brilliant. Those that have been awful. But I've journeyed with people. And it's kept me close to Jesus And I pray that we've all got people around us that we feel we belong to, that we connect to, that we can share our life on the journey. This one's great, isn't it? Did you hear that? They came back rejoicing. It isn't in the passage we read today. Verse 17. 
of Luke 10. It says, the 72 returned with joy. Lord, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to your name. They come back with joy. They had stories to tell. Isn't it great when we get involved in what God's doing in his kingdom and then we hear stories. Ah, did you hear what's happening there? Did you hear what's happening through parent and toddlers? I had an amazing conversation with them. Have you seen what's happening here? Have you heard what's happening down my street, in my road, in my family, in my workplace? There's a joy, there's a fun, there's an excitement of belonging and participating in what God is doing. And lastly, why out should we participate? It's a real privilege. (laughs) It's a privilege that we are appointed, that we're called to get involved with the things that Jesus is doing. As a Baptist church, we believe that we can all serve, that we can all get involved. We would call this the priesthood of all believers. 1 Peter 2 says this, but you are a chosen people. You, 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 you. You are a chosen person, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are the body of Christ. We are privileged. We are blessed. We are called to get involved. And lastly, how do I participate? I've already mentioned this. Seek people of peace. I challenge you today to go, Lord, where are you already at work? Amongst my friends, my family, my neighbourhood, my street, in my church. Lord, show me the people that you want me to go to. Get involved. Get involved. There's lots going on, not only in this church, but also around. Get involved. Say, yeah, I want to I find out. I'll, I'll sign up and come up with some crazy ideas for what we can do for our 200-year celebration. I want to I help encourage others to pray for those that are on the mission field. All of these things. We can get involved. And that's me just putting... A list, and please don't look too closely because I'm bound to have missed lots, but these are some of the things that go on in our church. We are a busy church, and praise God for each of these teams. Please pray for them. Pray for what God is doing amongst us. But there's, and so you might be looking at these things that are going on and going, how can I get involved? And here's, here's the answer. It's in Refresh, and you can email Jane. <laughs> so get involved. Find out what's going on. Speak to other people and go, yeah, I want to I wanna come along. I want to serve. And um, I'd like to play a little video that makes me smile. And if you take away anything today, take away this little video as well. You know, I love to tinker. But all the tinkering in the world isn't useful unless it starts with a good idea. So, look around for a need and start coming up with ideas to fill that need. One idea will lead to another, and before you know it, you've done it. See a need, fill a need. That's it, Dad. I have to look for a need. Favorite films growing up. That's Robots, and that was Rodney Copperbottom. And he liked to make things. That's a good name. Rodney Copperwhite. He used to like to make and fix things. And he wanted to help his dad. His dad was a dishwasher and he had all the plates in his his chest. And he was worn out and tired. And so he makes a machine to help his dad. And it all goes a bit wrong. 
but he ends up going and helping others. But he aspired to that other chap setting off the dominoes. That was Big World. Big World, Matt loves it. Uh, and Big World had this phrase, see a need, fill a need. Some of you heard of it, some of you didn't. So I love that phrase. If we see a need, fill a need. And I think sometimes we can make getting involved really complicated, but actually sometimes it's as easy as, I can see that. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to do something because the Lord has appointed me and called me to do these things. And lastly, I've just written the word be there. We're called to be. Sometimes you might think, well, I can't do anything. I I, I physically can't do things. I haven't got the time. I think sometimes part of this belonging is that we can be. We can be together. We can gather as God's people. We can participate by being around each other, by blessing each other. So we can be at events. We can be in a life group. We can come to the life cafe. We can be present when we're even here in meetings together. We can be encouragers. We can be prayers. We can be a listener. We can be a welcomer. We can be a giver in terms of our time and our finances. We can be an inviter to meals and events and to Alpha. We can be a worshipper. We can be a healer for Jesus. Sometimes we're called to be. Be God's people. Be his hands and his feet. So in closing, so in closing, Jesus has appointed you and me to be his hands and his feet. He's called us to go to the nations. He's called us to be the ones that speak good news, that the kingdom of God is near to you and to me. Where might we sense that we've been called to join in with God's work here at Creech? Where have maybe you been asked to play your part? Maybe it's see a need, fill a need. It can be that simple sometimes. If we're trusting and following Jesus as disciples today, you and me have been appointed. We've been chosen by Jesus. And yet I don't want you to go away from this service thinking, oh Mark, I've just got to work harder, do more, do more, do more. Please, that is not the message that I want you to hear today as we come into land. I want you to hear that you've been appointed, but you have also been anointed. God has poured out his spirit. He poured it out on the 70. He shared the Holy Spirit from Moses to the 70. Jesus, as he rose again, he said, I'm sending another, a greater one. He's poured out his spirit on you and me. He's poured out his spirit on all of us so that we can play our part here. So I am going to pray in a moment that we are anointed afresh this morning to participate in the kingdom of God, in this excitement, in this joy of telling stories and reaching out and offering peace and healing. He has appointed each of us as we follow him. But I also want to pray for that anointing. So I'm going to ask uh, the worship band to come up. We're going to sing a couple of songs. And, and during one of these songs, I'm going to just... Pray and, and commission us afresh that we would be anointed to go, to serve, to pray healing, to reach out, to be a blessing to all that we meet. Let me pray. Uh, maybe let's stand, actually. That would be really good. Let's stand together. If you're able, that would be great. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Huh.
Lord Jesus, we, we thank you that it is such a privilege to serve you. High King of Heaven, Lord, we want to join in with what you're doing. Father God, have your way amongst us, I pray. Come and fill your people afresh. Lord, we look to you. Lord Jesus, show us the people of peace that are in our lives already. Send us out to those people that you're calling us to meet. Thank you, Jesus, that we can join in with the good news of your kingdom. Amen.